Hi there, and thanks for joining us. Well, it all got very weird very, very quickly this week with COVID-19, and businesses have been hugely disrupted, from people now working from home for the first time to service industries that have seen their entire structure almost fall away in front of their eyes. So how do we get through this as a business community? What steps can you take right now to support the people you have and to prepare for when this is over? Because one day it will end. I'm Jonathan Healy and this is a very special episode of Red Business. The Red Business Podcast with Jonathan Healy and McCarthy Insurance Group. Putting business in Cork first. MIG.ie Okay, so let's talk about the challenges facing business right now, which, let's face it, can be extremely daunting. We are reinventing how everything is done. We are looking at what might happen on the far side of this and what might happen in the middle. There's a lot to take in. Aidan Magner is with Consultancy 360 and he's with me now. Aidan, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you taking to working from home, like myself? It's a rapidly new and evolving situation. Um... (laughs) It's uh, required, you know, sitting down and actually setting up an office structure this morning to make it mimic as if I was actually in the office in, in Cork. And uh, it does take a few minutes to get into it, but we realize very fast that it can be done and it will be done and business will continue continue as normal. We have been kind of rushed by this and, and it's the speed at which this has happened has caught a lot of people unawares um, and, and that's why everybody is so freaked out from the stock markets uh, to the business owner to the staff member. Um, it, it's key that companies can prepare for the unexpected but it's also okay for them to realise that this is unexpected beyond anything they could have prepared for, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And one of the key words there, Jonathan, is unexpected. Um, and that comes in two flavours. Absolutely unexpected, the size, scale and nature of what we're going through. Um, in the last two, three weeks, we could not have foreseen where we would be on today um, in the depth of the, the crisis that we're currently in. Um, business abhors uncertainty. It absolutely abhors it. And what we need to do is we need to use then, we need to basically convert the unexpected into the expected. And that re- entails us looking and almost running every sort of a scenario plan we can possibly think of. Now, traditionally in the past, I have done business continuity plans. And in hindsight, I look back and I say, I did them as a checkbox exercise. I said, "Is there, if there's a fire, what will I do? If there's a flood, what will I do? And when you're in you know, Cork and you say, I'll put in an earthquake just to make it look uh, important. Um, we need to convert that. We need to take that. In 360, over the last while, we have um, evolved our uh, business impact assessment to start looking at supply chain risk, at customer engagement risk, at finance risk, at HR risk. And these are all things that have that are manifesting themselves at the moment. HR risk, suddenly turning around and telling your entire staff to work from home. Um, do I have the IT infrastructure when I've got you know 100% of my population dialing in via VPN? I have my customers, are they now um, calling off the products and the shipments and the services that they were originally scheduling? Um, And my supply chain, how's that reacting to it? So we need to do a full holistic review of our business business impact and not just focus on maybe one element of it. We need to see how it impacts every aspect of the business. Um, And this is how we can convert some of the unexpected natures of it to the expected. When we convert it into expected, we can then convert it into an action plan and say, 
how can I realize what am I doing about it and how can I communicate to my um, customers and my staff and my shareholders? How, how quickly, though, can can people evolve? I mean, it's a very much a real-time exercise now. It's getting staff to work from home initially. It's not knowing whether staff might be sick next week. Um, it's, it's not knowing whether you can even send staff home because if you're working perhaps in some areas of retail or, or obviously in the health service, you're going to have to physically be at a location. Um, it's a real test of, of management um, and, and I suppose a test of management resilience. What's the most important thing right now in that context? I suppose um, the key thing there is that we need to react now. Um, it's no point saying that I'm going to revisit it after St. Patrick's Day. Um, you know, that's too far in the future. We've got to react now. So what can we do right now to actually... Um, ensure we've got business continuity, that we've got business as usual, because in situations like you've identified there, in the frontline health workers, there is no tomorrow, you know, planning on this. It's got to happen today. In, um, uh, you know, scenarios where you've got factories, what critical staff do I need to keep on on site? And what critical staff can I reduce my risk by reducing the footfall coming through my uh, premises? Um, So we need to look at, you know, what we need to do to evolve now. And unfortunately, and fortunately for some of us, it means that we need to actually realize that we are not um, the complete knowledge holders of everything. So we need to look at this from a business uh, community perspective. What can we as a community do to help each other? Um, so, you know, how can we look across our um, across the industry, across you know Cork and say, how can we help each other? Mm. So for example, 360 have in the last um, few days, identified key risks that we see with organizations. We've identified um, key skills that we actually have that we can start complementing organizations. The likes of risk assessment, the likes of uh, developing communication plans, the likes of HR team support, the likes of interim management. Um, So, you know, we have some of those skill sets. And it's a case of, no, what can we do as a business community to help each other? And I'd say to people right now, find us, call us. And, you know, reach out to us because we're here to help and we need to resolve, react to this crisis as a community and not as a, as, as a, as a group of individuals. And, and, and Aidan, it, it's good to hear that. Um, I mean, look, all bets are off for this, really, aren't they? We, we have competition. Uh, we have healthy competition between businesses and organisations. There, there, is, there is no us right now except a collective us. There's the collective us, yes. There's a, absolutely, and that is true. Um, and we need to recognise that because... You know, one of the other great sayings in supply chain is uh, supply chains um, collaborate and supply chains, um, you know, they compete against other supply chains. And we as business communities need to do the exact same thing. So we cannot take it from an I and we have to look at it from as, as being an us. And how can we help each other across this mm-hmm. process? Um, how, how do you help people avoid panic? Because, I mean, that's the thing yesterday, talking to retailers, despite assurances that, you know, there is plenty of food, we don't need to panic buy. I mean, all they've done is they've taken the label off Brexit and put it on coronavirus. So therefore, how do we try and settle the horses that are out there that are very much spooked at the moment by the unknown? I suppose one of the things there is that, you know, not just in a business environment, and we saw stock markets plummet this week because of uncertainty um, in communication plans. Um, but within our own, you know, our own space and our own sphere as well, any uncertainty that we're seeing will create panic. And we got to look at it from the point of view that you know risk is effectively elastic, and if we apply external force on one side of it, something else has to move. So what we can do is 
one of the key things there is that we can do is communicate. So once we understand it, we go back to the first point we were talking about there is converting the uncertainty into reasonable degrees of certainties. Once we have plans, let's communicate them. And let's communicate them saying, this will probably change again in three, four or five days time. But when it does, we'll communicate with you. Let's communicate and you know use communication as a way of actually saying to people that we are on top of what we're doing. We're understanding what we're doing. We're cool and calm and collected and we're taking a reasoned approach to what we're doing. Um, but when we do have changes, you'll be the first to know. That that communication element is very important. Um, you know, we have to communicate well. We have to be kind. And when people say be kind, it's obviously dismissed as, oh, sure, you're being kind. What a load of nonsense. How do you be kind in business? But you need to be kind in business. You need to communicate with your customers. You need to realise if there are customers out there who are more worried than you are, you need to do what you can to support them because they may still be your customers on the far side. And in the middle of the crisis, we can't forget, Aidan, that there is a far side and, and that more than likely what's going to happen is once we get through this, the economy is going to take off like a rocket again as normality is resumed. It's about protecting what we have in the meantime. Absolutely. Um, every customer is vital to us. Um, and if we are making hard decisions across this time frame, um, you know, we've got situations where with resources are limited. Um, we may make decisions that say, actually, we're going to favor what I would call mission, mission critical um, business decisions. So that could be supporting somebody in the healthcare environment, supporting, um, you know, somebody who is actually on the front line, um, treating uh, patients and treat, and, you know, it could even be communicating or shuttling staff um, to and from hospitals and such. And that may mean that, say, you know, customers may need to realize that there is a, a greater good going on here. That communication plan we're talking about is one of the key enablers of that. Being able to see the people that saying, listen, we're working this together. We're working this um, as a community. We'll be able to get through this. There will be a far side on this. We expect it to be reasonably short. It could be a portion longer, but if you're part of the decision-making process with us, if you take this community approach with us, we'll all make the decisions together and we'll all have a greater understanding as to why we're making decisions together. Okay, well, Aidan, we wish you and the team at 360 the very best luck. How can people find you on the web if they're looking for you? Um, if you just Google Aidan Magner at 360, that will find me. Okay, Aidan Magner. Contact us, we're here to help. Good stuff, good to hear. Aidan Magner, stay safe and thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jonathan. Cheers, bye-bye. Red Business with McCarthy Insurance Group. Putting business in Cork first. MIG.ie Alistair McDermott uh, of Website Doctor. Alistair, you have been working from home for a long time at this point, so it's not as new for you, I'm guessing. Yeah, sure. So, um, I mean, I've been working from home since I was a, a kind of a corporate employee um, about 15 years ago, 20 years ago. And uh, then I've been running my own business, which is... Uh, effectively a remote business so uh, i've been doing that from my home office for uh, nigh on 15 years now so yeah so i've been doing it for a while used to uh used to it at this point and have some tricks and uh things to get me through the day so well these are these are good because a lot of people are finding this experience new uh, and i suppose a, a lot of companies have been very reluctant to do it for various different reasons so for the newbie for the person who is opening the laptop saying i'm at home I now have to work from home. The kids are here. The family are here. How, how can you get work done? How can you make yourself as productive as possible? Yeah, so, I mean, I think a, a big part of it is going to be, there's going to be a lot, a lot of different factors. So one is if there's kids and, and family around. 
um, and that is to try and get into an office where you can close the door. Um, and it, be that a bedroom with a desk in it, whatever it is, you know, try, try and get yourself some space and, and, and that's workspace, you know. And, and it has to be, you know, in, in your mind and their mind, it's got, that's got to be you're at work, you know. Yeah, and communications as well. Uh, the idea of dragging someone into an office or having a quick chat around the water cooler, they're gone and they have to be replaced. So what do you use to communicate? There, there is no shortage of options, but what's the most effective? Yeah, so I mean, um, what, one thing that, so I, I'm, I'm a solo business owner. Um, I, have, uh, I have a team of subcontractors who work with me. And then I have a kind of a wider community of web developers and people like that who are my peers. And I, I speak with both of those groups through a tool called Slack. Uh, it's, a, it's like an online um, chat room um, for, you know, you can set up these different workspaces for your different kind of communities. So I have one for my business. I'm a member of another kind of community organization with 200 people in it. I'm a member of another kind of mastermind that has about eight or 10 people in it um, that's focused on kind of consulting. Uh, and so I'm a member of these different communities and, and there's various different levels of activity in each one. Um, the, the business one for, for me and my team just tends to be quite um, business focused in, in terms of what we're talking on there. Uh, and so these are like text messaging, uh, but you can also put in files, images, um, you know, uh, Google Docs, all that kind of stuff. You can you can have that in the chat as well. Um, but also, it can you know, you can have the, you can have the casual chat there as well. And also you can uh, click a button and, and you're in a video call or a voice call with somebody instantly. You know? yeah, yeah, which means that you're, you're never on your own and the problems can still be solved. Funnily enough, this is probably going to increase productivity because meetings, I'm not a huge fan of uh, meeting about everything, but a lot of offices cannot go on without meetings constantly. Is it a good thing that maybe those pointless meetings now are going to get phased out of the system? That could be one long-term benefit of this. We realise we don't have to have a meeting about everything. Sometimes yeah. people can actually make decisions. Yeah, I mean, like I've been in those meetings where, you know, you've got 16 people in a room and about 14 of them shouldn't be, you know. Uh, and, and and when you start counting up people's hourly rates and things like that, it, it, it's crazy the the, uh, the the waste that goes into those. Um, I think Slack was originally created as a like an email replacement because... Um, you know, email is starting to get a bit crazy now where, you you know, you've got 30 or 40 people being CC'd in on, on emails that they don't really need to know about, uh, but they're expected to read everything. And, and it's kind of taking up and sucking up all this time and energy. Um, yeah, I think these these things are, are going to make us a bit more productive. And I think also that, you know, this being forced into remote work uh, is going to show some employers that actually uh, this is actually more efficient. And you know that uh, that that people are being more productive when they're working from home. I think that that's that's something that's going to be uh, be noticed at some mm. point. Well, a lot of people will say, "Sure, I won't get anything done. I'll be making tea. I'll be my mind will drift. I'll be daydreaming as I'm sitting there. I'll be worried about the feckin' coronavirus too much that I won't be able to get anything done." Yeah. How can you keep your mind focused? How can you how can you remind yourself actually? Do you know what? I am at work here. I can do this yeah. between nine to five. I need to take my lunch break at one o'clock or whatever the circumstance may be. Yeah. So again, I think it depends if you're an employer or if, if you're, if you're an employee. So um, I, I sometimes think that people who are, have, have a boss, have a manager uh, who aren't self-employed, I think that they have an advantage in that they have people telling them what to do. Um, when you're self-employed and you're self-directed, it can be a lot harder to focus. So things like project planning and, and um, accountability are something that you need to do. So, for example, I have a couple of uh, friends, peers, colleagues who I talk about. Uh, I talk to them about what I'm doing, and what I'm planning to do. And then, you know, maybe a week later, they'll ask me if I've done something, if I've you know completed a, pr a particular project or something. Now, if you have a boss, they're probably on your case to make sure that you get your deliverables done. 
if you don't have a boss, then that gets a bit harder. So you just need to watch yourself and, and kind of self-manage, you know? Mm, and th- th- that can be hard enough as well. How do you keep attention focused? I remember when I was studying the Leaving Cert, and this is just an indication of how sad a young fellow I was, I used to listen to the Dances with Wolves soundtrack. I think it was about four <laughs> hours long, but it helped me concentrate. Is there is there a, a way you can continue to concentrate like that in the home office? Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've seen a few different things. Now, I'm, I'm looking in that I'm quite happy to work in silence in the office um but um i know that some people really need some kind of buzz or something in the background and there's actually a whole bunch of options i put something in the um i put a thread up on uh, on uh, twitter with some suggestions uh, for people working from home and on there so there's there's a couple of like 10 hour long youtube videos that you can put on and play in the background some of them are noise from a coffee shop other ones are like uh, thunder and rainstorms. Uh, other ones are just purely white noise generators. Um, so there's and there's actually some some sites where you can go on and kind of customize some white noise to play in the background, just so there's something going on. I think it's it's to take away that thing of of pure silence in the background, you know. Um, finally, just to ask you, um, your business is obviously impacted by all of this as mm-hmm. as well, Alistair. And oh yeah, you know, for sure. As the as the weeks progress now, people are going to be saying, "Well, like you know, we were due to meet Alistair. We can't meet Alistair." Mm-hmm. You can still do that as an independent contractor, as somebody working from home. You can still have those meetings, uh, and oh, people sure. need to be yeah. open to the idea that just because you can't physically see somebody doesn't mean that you can't have that meeting. And I think that's probably yeah. what's going to help businesses get through this. Well, well, actually, for years now, I've been moving. Um, I, I do some mentoring with the local enterprise office here in Mayo. And quite often, I'll, I'll say, look, if, if the uh, client can't come into the office, what I'll do is I'll set up a video call with them over Zoom. Uh, Zoom is a, is one of these um, online video. It's, it's a bit like uh, Skype. Uh, quality is a bit better. It's a bit more kind of business focused. Um, it's a really good tool. Um, so I would quite often set up a, a call over that. Um, and um, yeah, just uh, video calls are, are super. Um, you set that up, you can actually set it up so that um, people can schedule themselves right into your calendar. So you don't have to have that email back and forth, you know, when's a good time, that kind of thing. Well, Alistair McDermott of the website, Doctor, you will be still working from home long after everyone else goes back to work. But for now, thanks very much for joining us. What is the website address, Alistair? It is websitedoctor.com. Okay, and people can find you there. Alistair, best yeah, of luck sure. and uh, good luck over the next few weeks. Thanks for having me on. Cheers. The Red Business Podcast with Jonathan Healy and McCarthy Insurance Group, putting business in Cork first, MIG.ie. So we talked a little bit about how you can work from home. We've talked about the logistical challenges facing companies, but what about looking after your people? The people who up until now have been the centre of your company and will continue to be the centre of your company even through these challenging times. Well, Louisa Meehan is the current president of Network Ireland and she is also the owner of a company called Woodview HRM, which uh, looks after human resources. Louisa, thank you very much for joining us. How is working from home going for you? Well, it's it's uh, been interesting. I'm currently working from my car at the minute because I had a couple of things I had to do this morning. Um, one metre apart, of course. I think it look it's something that we all do some of the time it, when we can, when it's possible. It's those individuals who cannot work from home that are going to find it most challenging because either they're at work and getting paid or they're not at work. Um, so people working in factories or in the uh, re- in the retail sector, in certain elements of it, in services like hotels, restaurants, et cetera, et cetera. So they're going to find it particularly challenging. Yeah, and, and that throws up uh, a conundrum because companies know that this will pass, but they might have a very difficult few months trading and they might have to make difficult decisions. I mean, how do you counsel somebody through that? 
I think I've had all of my clients um, are having to make tough decisions right now. I work with the SME sector. So the biggest challenge is that whilst they possibly can afford to pay sick leave or emergency leave for a couple of days or even maybe for a week, they cannot afford to pay it in the long term. And so therefore they can't pay it at all in a situation where they do need to close the doors or where they need people to not come to work as a direct impact of what's going on. Uh, whether that's through self-isolation or whether that's through children, people staying home with their children or it's through it's the right thing for the business. You know, most clients that I work with have seen a dramatic reduction and a very sharp reduction in the amount of customers coming through the door if they're working in customer facing environments, you know, retail, cafes, restaurants, etc. Um, so I think it's it's going to have a massive impact and how, 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 yeah, how are you going to manage that with your staff, though? Because staff are human. Staff yes. will know that, look, there's no customers coming through the door here and, and Mary's Cafe is, is struggling. Yeah. Um, I mean, do, do you need to act sooner rather than later? Is it all about communication at this point? Is it about protecting the business so that there is a business once this is all over? I think that's exactly it. And I think, you know, where when I have had clients who have to have those difficult conversations, I said, start the conversation with brutal honesty. You know, and if it is that we're closing or that we have to lay people off or we have to have reduced hours, you start there. And then you say, now let's open the conversation up about how do we go about doing that? So one of the things that I've been advising my clients to do where they are continuing working, where there is some maybe reduced hours or reduced volumes of work is to go around to all of your staff, find out who is at risk either themselves or that they're living with somebody who is higher risk because maybe they would be more content and, and feel safer in a period of isolation sooner rather than later because it's the right thing for them and for their family now you don't need to know the why you just need to know is it an issue for you or is it not so it's not getting into personal details um so you can start in that situation and then what you're trying to do is keep people on premises who are business critical and keep your staff to as minimal a number of people as is possible so we talk about a skeleton staff and that's what you're trying to do so what is the minimum number of people that you can have on your premises at any time to ensure that you do whatever it is that is essential services that you do and you're providing? Mm. Um, and it's tricky. What, what, what's the story? I mean, there's been lots of talk about government and sick pay and people who, <clears throat> who can't get to work. What What is the official state of play as we know now? Will people who fall ill, for example, they will get full pay. But yes. if your company lets you go temporarily even um, yes. you're not going to get sick pay but you will get state support won't you yes so it's clear in some aspects and it's completely unclear in others so if i'm an employee in an organization and as you say if i become sick or even if i'm self-employed and i become sick then there is an allowance there and the government have said that they will start paying sick pay immediately if it's in relation to covid19 so that piece is there social welfare department <laughs> is still figuring out the exact details but it's better than what we had and the action's been taken quickly. If um, the organisation is closing or you're put into a position where you've been uh, laid off, so where it's reduced hours or it's no hours for a temporary period of time, then you can go into the social welfare department as an employee and you uh, can claim sort of like an unemployment benefit type situation. However, if where it becomes less clear is if you can't go to work because you're staying at home to mind your children because they're not in school, then that is less clear. Um, and social welfare department, in my opinion, haven't figured that out yet. Um, and technically, it should be parental leave, uh, force majeure leave, if it was to be in place. 
you know, would cover a maximum of really one or two days. It's not going to cover the period of time the, the schools will be closed. So that's more tricky. And it gets incredibly tricky if you're a business owner. Um, so again, as a business owner, if you get sick, you know, you're almost better off getting sick because you know you can get social welfare support. But if you don't get sick, then it is very unclear as to what the social welfare supports are at the minute. Um, and I know through Network Ireland, who I work with, we have different members who are impacted and we've been trying to find out. And and it's not 100% clear. The advice at the minute that we've been given is apply for the unemployment benefit schemes that are options if you were an employee and we'll figure it out because the social welfare department are still working through this. So mm. everybody's in crisis, including government bodies. So look, I mean, on the face of that, we're, we're just going to have to work through this as best we can. Be yes. good to each other. Be good to your staff. And, and I suppose the one thing that people are perhaps losing sight of amid all the craziness of the last couple of days and, and whatever is to come, this will end and it will end sooner than rather than later. In other words, it may take a couple of weeks, God forbid, a couple of months, but we will get to the far side of this. And, and, and at that point, normal life will resume and we have to we have to prepare for when that happens as much as we have to deal with the crisis now. Absolutely. And I think that's where businesses need to look at their overall cash flow and they do need to keep some of that cash aside for reopening because it's going to take a bit of energy and effort to get things back up and running again, you know, to get things clean, to get things nice and fresh looking and just to re-energize the economy. That's going to take a bit of spend to do. So we need to ensure that we, we sort of manage now. And look to the future. It's really nice on social media. I'm sure you've seen it. Um, different communities coming together saying, you know, if you're in trouble, if you can't get out, use this hashtag or come into this group and somebody within your community will drop off some supplies to your house or, um, you know, try and provide you with the different support. So I think we are seeing communities coming together. Um, we're certainly seeing that within Network Ireland, within our Network Ireland connections, people coming together saying, you know, how can we help? What can we do? I have extra... Um, whatever it might be, be it hand sanitizer or soap or toilet roll, if you need it, let me know and I'll share. So we are seeing that within different groups online and different communities. And I think that's a really positive sign. Um, and things will calm down. We will It will become a new norm, hopefully for a very short period of time, but we will adjust and we will figure it out. We just need to work together to do it. Okay. I mean, Network Ireland, there's not much networking going on face to face, but you're still presumably keeping the wheels turning in the background, are you, Louisa? Absolutely. And we're actually putting together a little uh, piece to put out in relation to how you can go about remote networking. So we're going to be running some webinars for our members so that they can go on and they continue with their learning and engaging with different resources and different materials. Um, we're also going to be looking at stuff like um, phone calls. So, you know, we network with these people, but maybe pick up the phone and ring somebody who you don't normally talk to. Rather than having the one-to-one you know, over a coffee, have it over the phone. We're looking at Zoom and using the likes of Zoom and Skype and other um, platforms that allow for video conferencing or, um, or teleconferencing and having conversation that way. So I think it would be very different, um, but we're absolutely being very um, supportive of each other and our awards for Business Woman of the Year are open until the 27th of this month. So it's a great opportunity for people who maybe are 
working less hours or at home a little bit more to take the time and enter the awards and have something oh, positive lo- to look forward loads to. Loads of time to fill in the forms now loads that you might have had before. Absolutely. Louisa, yeah. look, we, we wish you the very best of luck. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to get into your car to have this particular conversation. I'll leave no you go problem. back into your home office. But Louisa Meehan, President of Network Ireland, thank you for giving us your thoughts and we'll talk thank again. You. My thanks to all of our contributors today. Solid advice from each of them. But remember, none of us are the medical experts. And the only advice you should take when it comes to looking after your own health and the health of others around you is that of the HSE and the public health officials. Don't trust social media. Don't trust random messages that you get on WhatsApp. Only trust legitimate news sources like Red FM News and the HSE's website. Above all else in the next few weeks, is probably going to get worse than it is right now. That might be hard to imagine, but that's possibly what we're facing into. So the most important thing that we need to remember right now, above all else, is that we need to be kind to each other and remember that our community will still be a community once this is all over. Neve Hennessy produced, and we will catch you on the next one.